0: On the back of your bulletin you will find the, word, the questions of the Catechism for the Lord's Day. If you would turn there. <coughs> and you would, if you would do as we commonly do. If you would respond with the answers as I pose those questions. What do you understand by the word suffered? That all the time he lived on earth but especially at the end of his life, he bore in body and soul the wrath of God against the sin of the whole human race in order that by his suffering as the only atoning sacrifice, he might redeem our body and soul from everlasting damnation and obtain for us the grace of God, righteousness and eternal life. Why did he suffer under Pontius Pilate as a judge? That he, being innocent, might be condemned by the temporal judge and thereby deliver us from the severe judgment of God to which we were exposed. Is there anything more in his having been crucified than if he had suffered some other death? Yes, for thereby I am assured that he took upon himself the curse which lay upon me, because the death of the cross was accursed of God. In Isaiah 53, particularly in verse 12, therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. What Jesus came to do, okay? First thing he had to do was come and become a man. So he took upon himself a human nature. We don't probably understand much of what that entailed for him. First of all, how do you confine and immense God in a womb. How do you put a divine nature inside anything? And then he had to go through all of the things that we go through in childbirth and in childhood and he had to do it without sin. So when we were little and somebody did something to us, we tended to strike back There is a false gospel which talks about the day or a day when allegedly Jesus got mad at his uh, playmates for teasing him and he turned them all into sheep. That's not the Jesus. All of the things that are normal for us were restrictions for him. So he had a body, he got hungry, he got cold, all of those things and probably the most frustrating to him was demonstrated in that first Passover that he went to with his parents or at least the one that we read about, okay? And that is they didn't know who he was. How do you discipline a child who's perfect when you're not? You tell him to do something and he says, no, God won't let me do that. He's only three years old. How do you discipline him? And how does he take that discipline when he says, I know my mother or my father is wrong, but I'm supposed to obey them. That's where he began to take um, all of the sin and all of the suffering in this life. And he went through all of his life with that. Then he was set apart to be the sacrifice. Once he had done that and demonstrated that his life had been without sin, then he was acceptable as a sacrifice, and then he goes to be the visible Messiah. And he takes that responsibility on. And then he gets persecuted. And if the persecution was little when he was little, it was big, particularly on the cross. So because he poured out his soul unto death all of his existence, took the sins, looked at the sins, took the temptations and did not give in to them, he suffered for us. That made him the only atoning sacrifice that was acceptable because he was perfect. If I went to Romans chapter three and read verses 24 and 25 and 26, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So God had set apart those for whom he was going to offer the sacrifice, and he had delayed the punishment that was due to them Adam, Noah, Abraham, David. He delayed the punishment because Jesus was coming. But Jesus had to come in order to vindicate his delay of that punishment. Same thing for us, only we're looking back. Jesus had to take that on himself so that he might redeem our bodies and souls from everlasting damnation And obtain for us the grace of God, which is defined as righteousness and eternal life. That's what's going on. Why did he suffer under Pontius Pilate? Well, first, he had to be condemned by someone to die, even though he was completely innocent. He was condemned by a Roman. He was completely innocent under Roman law, absolutely, But more importantly, he was completely innocent under God's law. So when you look at it, he's condemned by Pontius Pilate, but that's only because the Jews didn't have the authority to execute somebody, particularly with crucifixion. They didn't have the authority to do that. But the civil magistrate did. And so the civil magistrate and the church had to work together to bring the sacrifice to the cross. So that's why Pilate gets involved in this. In Acts chapter four, verses 27 and 28. Truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. So it was God's hand that brought Jesus to the cross using the tools of the Sanhedrin, the scribes and the Pharisees, the Jews, and Herod and Pontius Pilate, using them as the ones who offered the sacrifice. Wait a minute. If the priest offered a sacrifice and he hadn't offered sacrifices for himself first, the sacrifices were not acceptable. So if it's Pilate and Herod and the Jews that are offering Jesus as a sacrifice, the sacrifice isn't acceptable. It needs to be underlined that this is what God had purposed to do. And the triune God was offering himself as the sacrifice. He was the high priest offering himself as the sacrifice. So that man had only the instrumentality of a tool to be used. This was God's work. So while we may blame those who did sinfully what God had intended, they took great delight in it and should not have. While we may say that about them, we cannot say to them that it was something that they did and God could not control because in fact it was his work. Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 21, He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. He accepted him as a sacrifice. He placed him as that sacrifice, put the sin on him that belonged on us. Is there anything... More in his having been crucified than as if he had some suffered some other death. Yes, crucifixion was the lowest form of punishment. Well, maybe you want to say the highest form of punishment in society, particularly Roman. You could be beheaded, you could be drowned, you could be stabbed, but if you were crucified, you were on the lowest rank. And frankly, it wasn't just crucified. If you were crucified and you were tied on the cross uh, and you sat there for however long it took, the reasons the uh, centurion was surprised that Jesus was already dead was that was a long process and you might take two days or three days to suffocate. Uh, If you were nailed to the cross, well, there was some blood loss, there was shock to your body And your body couldn't sag down like it could on the ropes and give you a little bit more time to breathe. So to be nailed to the cross was the lowest thing that could happen. The the most disgraceful form of crucifixion. And for us, that's what Jesus endured. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us.